Hi, my name is Adi Adesunji, and I was just on the Jess Finesse Presents podcast. We talked about a lot of cool stuff about the music industry, North Korea, and everything in between. Tune in, and thank you for watching. And I'm the Hey, baby, what's good? What's popping? If you can hear my voice, <laughs> gentle people of the world, you know, we have to, we're, we're inclusive over here. You are now tuned in to Jess Finesse Presents. Uh, happy Friday. It's another Friday in this wretched, wretched country, because uh-huh. this country will never not be wretched until, um, you know what? I don't want them to start bugging my phone, so let me not say anything. Yes, that cool. I haven't signed up for NIN, so I'm still in the clear, I think. Um, but yeah, we're in a useless country, but we're going to pot anyway. This week, we have a very special guest because all my guests are special, but they are special in their own special way. We have none other than the head of operations and commercial partnerships for Africa of Audio Mac. That is a handful. That is a mouthful to say. I call him AAA, but Ade was popping. Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me on. It's really nice what you guys are doing here with your podcast. I've been a fan for a while. You need to get loose. I beg. That one is too... No, no, I'm just, too, you know, don't I, worry. this is my first podcast. So I have to Wait, sorry, I'm a question. Why don't you call it Triple A? Is it Ade Audio Mark? No, 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 no. Like, my middle name is Ade Boyega. So it's like Ade Ami, Ade Boyega, Ade Tunji. So, oh, yeah. I thought Audio Mark was there. So. No, no, but that, that could work too, but nah. <laughs> Sha- his, na- his, his, his social media name is Ade underscore AAA. So I just say Ade Triple A. Triple A rated. You know? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Triple A... Don't worry. Let me not get off topic. <laughs> um, I did thank you for, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, hopefully any artist that is calling your phone right now, um, they don't have any problem on the Audio Mac platform nah. trying to release their music. Do nah, everything's music good. Everything's good. Everything's good. We're organized. Wake up early. We <laughs> thank them. What time, what time did you wake up? Five. <laughs> do you do that every day? Yeah, yeah. Is but that like, not just because of work? That's just like discipline. So, <laughs> is it like all them like success gurus that say if you wake up by five, if you wake up between three a.m. and five a.m., nah, you're nah. you're ten steps ahead of the rest of us that wake up at nine? Nah, nah, nah. I just really just like wake up and then well, I, I go jogging true. for a while and then I just start doing some work after that. And, gotcha. you know, so it's just more of like can't sleep more than anything. It's not any success guru or anything. It's cool. So you're in the group of insomniacs of the world. At most, Legoshans. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> Melatonin for. Would you ever take melatonin? I think... Uh, well, I didn't, depends I, on like... I don't know if I went to a doctor and they said I needed it, but probably not. What What's melatonin? I think melatonin, people... I heard... I don't, I don't know the like specifics, but I think people take it to try to sleep. Like, if you if you have sleep um, nah, issues... I, I don't say I have sleep issues. I just wake up and I'm just used to it now. So it's all good. Like, I go to bed like 12. So it's all good. Makes sense. So like I said, thank you for, you know, stepping out of the office, Um, you know, not being on the clock... Uh, to pod with us for a couple hours. You nah, know? Nah, thank you for inviting me. Like, you know, you're always on the clock when you're just really trying to, you know, expand like what Audio Max really about and like, you know, trying to get like more podcasts on the platform. So I feel as if this is like, it's always work when it comes down to things like this. So, so maybe we're even trying to court me. this guy to give us, to give <laughs> us podcasts, podcast, you know, video. podcast push, nah, you know, I mean. we push him, please. I'm available. <laughs> um, But yeah, so uh, you know how this part goes. We talk about pop culture. I'm not. I'm not in the business of like. So when were you? You know, what year were you born? Where Where were you raised? I mean, we could probably ask that in like casually, but that's not the premise of this pod. I love to bring interesting people, um, people that maybe the average person may not have access to, and we you know we we talk Exclusive about pop culture. People. You know, <laughs> little little by little. Um, but as we talk about pop culture, we have to do something very special. This this act is very special to me, and we smoke 
Gary. Oh, okay. Okay. I just, I just want to like be slurping on your on your mics and everyone be like, oh, <laughs> he eats so disgustingly. You know, I just hope I don't embarrass myself. So, um, the thing about this is, since you can't form mukbang or like ASMR, you just have to use style. You know. Talk, yeah, fair, talk, fair, fair, fair. I'll just, talk, I'll just be talk. I'll just be like moving away from the mic every time. So yeah, okay. exactly, okay. exactly. So we're gonna get right into it because I know you have a busy day and I want to get you back to the office. So it's a very important question to ask all my guests. Um, and this question will determine a lot of things, like whether we'll still be friends after the pod, <laughs> uh, whether I will still use the audio Mac platform. Wow. You know, pressure, whether we will pressure. still upload our episodes on there. Pressure. Okay. Pressure. And the question is this, white or yellow? Uh, white, white Gary, please. No. Or oh, you're yellow, yellow. I'm Why a yellow, now? I'm a yellow babe. Why but now? Come on. Gary so sad though. Like. It's not, it's very, it's that sad. The thing, the taste in the, that that thing has in your mouth is sad. I mean, since I like, let's try new things today. So let's try this. I'm on a roll. This is what we need to if do. it doesn't taste nice, you know, it's, it's on you. See, no, no, not really. I mean, maybe once or twice, like long time ago. When's <laughs> the last time you 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 drank Gary? Last week, no, I, I drink Gary like all the time, but then you know, just not in public. <laughs> so we're <laughs> getting him to drink Gary in public. Yeah, so I feel guys, honored. You guys must be special. <laughs> Big facts. Um, I we need to do a thing, right? I think we should get a board that has a tally. Of how many guests uh, do white and how many, many do, do yellow? Because I will soon. I think white what, is in the lead, but it was my yellow will soon catch up. It's, it's mainly white, like mainly white. out of all your guests. Like you've had like up to ten guests now, so it's mainly been white. I Karen. think I think you're the eighth. I think you're the eighth guest or oh, ninth okay. guest. Eighth guest. Oh, and majority, days, days. If, if it was like a white to yellow, white is in the lead. Like it's probably. Sure? You guys should actually do. It. You guys need yes. to do a tally. You guys need sure. to do a tally. Yes. Yeah. Um, Moyo. Moyo. Do they all like finish oh, the Gary actually. as well? Like I want to know like how the Gary etiquette here, does everyone like slurp it all up and like... So oh. for the most part, we everyone... all finish. One person did two. two. Shout out to Toyin. Nah, nah. Um, I'm not breaking that record. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then like there's a lot of times, I'm not going to cap. Sometimes I let my joint soak. I don't finish it. But Ooh. I'm going to try to finish it today. All I'm right. going to try to finish my let's food. Let's run it. Let's run it. Table etiquette today. But okay. So here's a handy dandy bowl. Uh, you guys such such fancy bowls. <laughs> Is it fancy? Kind of. Your spoon? <laughs> okay, so now, when you drink Gary at home, right? Because you, rep- you need to replicate and reenact how you do it at- in your house. No, I'm usually just watching something on, on my laptop. Okay, well, we can't watch nothing. Day. We can watch each other. We can Listen. gaze in each other's oh. eyes <laughs> as we smoke Gary. It's a Gary date. Um, What things do you put in your Gary? I mean, you guys have everything. You know, it all depends on, like, what's available. So, I mean, the situation, you know, ground nuts staple sugar okay yeah we good we good okay milk or chocolate powder none of the above <laughs> really do people put milk in their gary what i've been hearing about that but i've actually never seen oh, anyone well, i thought it was like a myth no milk i'm not drinking <laughs> you're, you're a milk person how do you feel Ayo? <laughs> are you a milk so, person Ayo? so or hold on do you put gary milk in your gary no, I, just, I don't put milk in anything he's lactose intolerable <laughs> intolerant aren't most black people Intol- I don't want to say that statistic. I don't know, but I know I I eat cheese. I drink milk. I'm not I'm not a monk, so fair, you know fair, whatever. Fair. But yeah, um, how, do you guys, how do you guys even like milk? The taste is disgusting. The smell no, it is... doesn't. It softens the taste of the Gary. Sometimes some okay. I don't I don't know if this is embarrassing. Sometimes I'll make my Gary prepare my Gary in my house, and I'll be like, "Yo, this Gary tastes pretty." Like the perfect, <laughs> per, like the perfect uh, portion 
a ration of milk and 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 sugar. I definitely know what you're talking about. It Sometimes tastes fruity. It's, 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 it's a skill. I don't want this bowl to finish. Yes, yes. yes. it is. It's like it's like so um, I hope just start at school for good measure. Please raise up your raise up raise up the white Gary. We're gonna do a toast. Like, does it have to be open? Well, it can be open. It can be closed. But yeah, thank the... you for, you know, coming to <laughs> Smoke Gary in public. Thank you. With thank the family you. on Just Finesse Presents. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Are you someone that can drink, like, two bowls in one day? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what, what food's around. <laughs> so, so are yeah. you, like, what, can, can your fridge be fully stocked and you'll be like, screw this fridge. I'm going to go drink it. No, no, no. So Gary, it's so like when there's nothing there. And there's nothing there a lot of the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you cook? Not well. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting context. I'm getting context. Okay, so prepare your bowl. And then when you prepare your bowl, we can start yeah. with the topics. Mm-hmm. I'll forever call these things chocolate powder, even in my house. <laughs> no, it's not. We don't. They don't sponsor us. So we don't call that name. Yeah, smart, smart, smart. You don't want to get any it's copyright chocolate, strikes. It's chocolate gremules, chocolate powder. Makes uh, sense. Artificially flavored, choco flavored, whatever, but it's not what you just call it. <laughs> so, I, how was your day today? How was my day today? My day was was alright. Started pretty early, earlier than usual. Why earlier than usual? I don't know, honestly. I don't know. But for a while, I've just been having issues sleeping issues. properly. Uh, you need a therapist. You're a therapist. I don't know. Everyone, need, everyone, everyone needs a therapist. We actually all need therapists. We all have our PTSD out here, man. My own, my own fear is that if I get, if I happen to engage with a the therapist, mm-hmm. though now one day, two years later, use my thing as Twitter story. That's what I feel would actually happen in Nige. Like, like, did you see that? Did you see that on Twitter one time? Like, that there was one. this girl that, there was this girl that she had a therapist and like the therapist told everything to her mom. After. What? But did she tell everything to her mom because, like, she was scared the girl was going to harm herself? It depends, but, like, still, though. I thought that there'd be... Yeah, like, I, think like, don't yeah I don't think there's sometimes... I don't think I'd reach that. I don't think I'd reach the harming point. Oh, facts, facts, But facts. still, like, that's but the But isn't doctor yeah. patient confidentiality? Confi- yeah, but, like, like she said, it's only confidentiality. <laughs> but I think that only, like, that, like, breaks if, like, the person going to harm themselves. Yeah, or, like, the breaks per- the law or something. Exactly. So, you know, but still. Is this, this is the same Nigeria. This is completely off topic. This is the same Nigeria where I saw somebody make a Twitter thread about how they went to go and get tested for STDs. And um, they went to the <laughs> clinic and the nurses were telling them, why are you here? So you're having sex like yeah. this. Does your mother know? And I was just like, bro, I didn't come here for that. Test me and let me go. That's so deep, all these all these really essential you know, services that we need, I'm scared of even participating in them before you know something, you know, my information will get leaked somewhere. But yeah, should we actually get tested? Someone's having a lot. You should get tested. <laughs> I haven't gotten tested in a while. What's a while? I don't know if that's too privy. Uh, that's too that's sensitive information. Is it? <laughs> I don't think so. It's like it's been like I said two years because last year I don't count last year as part of my life. No one does. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say I'll say, I'll say two years. Okay. 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 Get I went tested. Uni, I have to get one frequently because you need like every three months. They always came to like the school halls. Oh, that's really cool. Really? For yeah. real? That's Every good three months, they came I mean, and you, everyone, you everyone get a free test. Shout out you to Lag. I mean, it was not in Lag. It was like the school hostels that were running it. Okay, so you've taken your first bite. I want you to do us the honors and lift up the first fan. Lift up the first fan. Yes. It says, North Korea's Kim Jong-un reportedly <laughs> banned skinny jeans for promoting capitalistic lifestyle. <laughs> 
interesting. So I don't know if it's ignorant to say this, but um, we have our own Nigeria's version of King Jong Un that we're suffering from, aka Buhari. He's oh. probably not as radical. Probably not. Actually, I'm not about to start comparing, you know, <laughs> evil leaders. I'm not going to start doing that. But um, this news skipped my radar when it happened. So, Io, do you want to provide context? Okay. So, basically, like, for genes at large, yeah, North Korean leadership has already viewed, like, blue-colored denim to be a symbol of American imperialism for years. So, basically... He doesn't like jeans because he thinks that blue jeans is synonymous with like the American culture. So he's trying to reduce the influence that Americans have on Korea or North Korea at least. That's the idea. He also brown mullet as a hairstyle as well. So he's so. calling blue so blue jeans is haram. Blue jeans is what, please? Haram. What's haram? Haram like Boko Haram is the is the like they don't well, I don't know the technical way to say it, but it's um the avoidance, like they don't want the influence of Western culture. Oh, okay. So I think haram is like forbidden. Forbidden or proscribed by Islamic laws. That's the dictionary meaning of haram. Okay, so I'm I'm a little off, but Yeah, not off actually, yeah. Something that's forbidden. You said yeah, but you said in re- in relation to like Islamic laws. Yeah. So it's just Islamic, just yeah. Islamic uh, in this situation. It's just he's banded for like Koreans, North oh. Koreans. Yeah, yeah for North Koreans. That's crazy, though. Um, it's crazy, though. Like, but people say actually like still wear skinny jeans because skinny jeans is not really a thing anymore. Are your, jeans not, are your jeans not skinny right now? Yeah, like, okay. my last day I wear skinny jeans. Like, apart from these jeans. I, I mean, when I, you're wearing native, that makes you look like you're an Abuja boy looking for contracts. Other than that, I see you wear skinny pants. Are you talking about I like... Know, I get what you mean. Like, you wear skinny pants. But like, skinny jeans as... Like, you remember when like, um, I think it was 20, 2010, 2011, 2012, when Teach Me How to Dig, it was like a thing. Like, skinny jeans was the sh- shit that time. Do you get what I mean? But now, yeah. most like, no fashion brand. There's, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of every fashion collection I have seen of late. It's kind of, everything's Nobody, kind of going baggy now. Yeah, anyway, everybody's, so. everybody's going baggy, straight cuts. <laughs> Nobody is really doing skinny jeans or skinny anything. But skinny jeans, I still believe skinny jeans is like a staple fashion piece. Like, staple. In terms of like, like it's rock still, them, like, there's something like someone, you're someone talking still from somebody, jeans. You, you own an online men's fashion magazine. So of course you're looking at it from uh, men's fashion brands or like fashion houses are not, mm. are not uh, following that trend. Mm. But like people that are not into fashion, those people, you still go to markets, bring skinny jeans. <laughs> and we I, shall bite. I kind of think North Korea okay, has bigger I, I, problems than skinny jeans, though. So. I mean, <laughs> you know, that one's all day. But that's crazy, still. Shout out to North Koreans, man. Shout out to you. Unfortunately, they probably won't be able to hear this, though. Don't they have like banned internet there? Right. Sad. Sorry. Yeah, they ban. They ban, or they control their internet. Like, yeah. So. So they control news. They control access to information. All that stuff. Get this info. That one's up there. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's using illegal internet to come and to tell come what's happening in some country. Or they probably called their friends or told somebody about it. Anyway, I don't want to tell them. I don't know if they're going to like have a, you know, a protest. I don't, if you, if they remove skinny jeans from your wardrobe, like, I don't, I mean, <laughs> would you protest if, uh, if it was like a skinny jean ban in Nigeria? No. I can't remember. The only time I wear jeans is when I get on like skinny jeans is when I'm on power bikes. If I wear any other type of jeans, it's like really baggy. But then that's a different conversation for another day because like, I don't know if I want to get that vulnerable on this pod, but there was a time when I lost a lot of my wardrobe when I got evicted from my flat. So like all the jeans I had were 
like destroyed. So I don't even this jeans conversation like I can't even relate because most of the things I wear now are like track pants and stuff like that. Jeans are uncomfortable anyway, to be fair. So like it's better with like sweatpants now. Everyone's kind of on that wave now. So. Yeah, it's either you're wearing jeans for like aesthetic purposes, like mm-hmm. for a look, or like for um durability. So like if you're riding, I it makes sense to wear mm-hmm. jeans. Uh, so maybe he did it for their benefits for now. <laughs> see the technically angle. see the angle. See Kim Jong Un, not not all bad all the time. No, nah, I'm not. I'm, doing, not, he's, I'm not. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> um. Anyways, Kim Jong Un, please do better. Next, um, fam. Drake recently won Artist of the Decade Ooh. at the Billboard Music Awards. If we had a category like that in Nige, which artist do you think would win that same award? Ooh, that's tough. For the for the the decade that just passed, or like the upcoming. Decade? I would assume. Let's just, okay. If we're gonna convert it from this Drake instance, it'll probably be the decade that just passed. Actually, let's do two. Let's do decade. Two. You want this person to enter wow. trouble? The decade that just passed. That's no, not. That's not why he came. I don't here. know. I mean, I feel as if like there. It all depends, you know, on like who's like judging really, or like you know whose fan base really just wants to like come out the most, and, like really just want to give them the award. But like, there's so many people that have been doing so many great things over the past decade, like. Clearly, like the Wiz Kids, the Davidos, the Burners, even the Tiwa Savages, really. Like, there's so many people have just been doing a lot of like great work and like putting Afro beats on like the map. So, like, I can't really say who like the main artist of the decade is, but like, that's just for like the critics to like decide that, you know. But, but like, at the same time, you know, you just have to just appreciate good music still. Right. See, that was a beautiful media-trained audio mic answer. I love it. Don't worry. See, the first thing you said is it depends on who's judging. First of all, in this Drake example, it was Billboard that Mm -hmm. gave him the award, right? We don't have no equivalent. Like, what would be the judging body, right? In the first place. Like... I don't know. We have, like... What's the name of the award? Headies? No. Like, the Headies do that? No. Headies should not be the ones... No. No. Sound no. City. No. Sound City. No. Like we have, Maybe we have our Sound people. City. We just have to, I feel as if with all these things, we also have to like, the people also kind of have to give like the value to it or like believe that they're like valid. So that's the only way like the artists themselves would cherish the awards too. But like, I don't know, you know, they probably just need to do a better job promoting the awards yeah. themselves or something. Yeah. I mean, that that's a different, that's, we can spend a whole nother episode yeah. talking about that. But even still, so now we, we have the, in, in the Drake example, it's Billboard that gave the award. Mm-hmm. So now obviously Billboard has metrics. So, I think even with the with the perfectly media trained amazing audio mic answer you gave, it talks about like how these people have done like amazing and prolific things mm-hmm. that will grant them the 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 validity to get such a word, right? Mm-hmm. But like that's all those all those criteria that you mentioned are subjective. Like what are mm-hmm. some objective things we'd have to look at? Like what streaming like well, I mean, objectively, uh, streaming it, on DSPs, yeah, award number of awards you've probably gotten in your whole, you know, career, uh, reach, engagement. Like, what are we using to yeah, even? I, I mean, measure. Yeah, I mean, like nowadays data. with tech, I mean, there are obvious things that like you can see, like oh, like who's streaming the most, or like who has won the most awards, or like. But then I don't know. I think like artistry is also so different. Like you can't just use like art in, in and of itself is like a subjective. Thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so it all depends on like what you're feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know why we would want to put like something so objective on such a subjective like concept that is like music and art. So, you're saying it doesn't make sense to actually award awards like artists of the decade? I think not that it doesn't make sense. It kind of just doesn't matter, you know, because I mean, even like last year, Drake won, I can't remember what it was. I think it was the American Billboard Award or something. There was something he said, and like, he was like, it doesn't really matter like 
if you have an award, but if they're like fan, fans are like actually come to like check out your music. It was a Grammy. When Travis Scott lost to when Travis Scott lost to Cardi B for rap yeah. album, and he like, was hurt too. But I mean, at the end of the day, you really shouldn't like. I feel as if like all these things it doesn't really validate you. You know, validation comes from like yourself and like your fans and like who really like cares about your music. You know, so like it doesn't really matter who the see whenever the whenever is. people say this, I feel like it's so conflicting. Why? Because one minute. I'm of the notion, right, that awards don't matter. I I yeah. believe that. I personally, mm-hmm. Jess Finesse, believes that. Mm-hmm. But then we sit here and we say that, and it's in the same breath. People are killing themselves and bribing for awards and doing this for awards because they know that the objective possession of that award on your name or that accolade next to your name increases the bag, increases your booking value, increases like value in so many things. <laughs> but it really shouldn't. I mean, it does. I mean, I see why like brands would like want to collaborate with people that do have like these awards and like they have like high engagement I mean, but that's I feel as if engagement should always overpower like awards I mean like look at Nas for instance he just won his first Grammy this year on like the least watched Grammy program of all time like who really like cares look at know? the context facts so I mean it all just matters on like what you as an artist kind of want to achieve in the industry and like what you like feel will validate you but I feel as if true validation should come from within yourself and like that way once you know that you're pleasing yourself and you're pleasing your fans that's that's the only award you really need you know so. I think I think um, that makes a lot of sense, and I do feel I do see an upside of like there being awards in the first place. Hmm. Maybe is a a motivating factor for people to put out their best like content yeah. or like you know do their best. But even doing your best is subjective because yeah. there's a lot of factors that affect whether you can do your best. Mm-hmm. If you this one has budget of hundred thousand dollars, this one got a budget of two thousand dollars. This one got pushed from Spotify, uh, Spotify or Audio Mac. This one don't got pushed from nobody. This one got you know. Uh, their father is the VP of one record label. This one don't have nobody in the music industry. So like, imagine all these factors affecting all these different people, but then we're all competing in the same pool that is the music industry. I feel like you're right. Validation comes from self yeah. and you need to have strong mental health um, to be able to, and have thick skin to be able to navigate and survive yeah. in this nasty industry. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you always just, you should always make sure that you're producing music that makes you happy because, like, that's what, you know, that's what's going to keep you sane. Right. <laughs> like you said, like, if you're happy and, like, you're feeding your fan base, what makes them happy, like, you really shouldn't care about what anyone else says or what anyone else, like, has to, like, critique because, you know, you gave your best effort out there. So I feel as if that's really just what you need to, like, focus on. Just focus on yourself and focus on your fans and you'll be fine. Right. I have two final questions before we go to the next fan. First one is directed at Adi. So if I'm an artist that says, I don't have the numbers, I don't have the awards, but can Audiomax sponsor my show? Wow, putting me on the spot. Hey, I mean, like, Audiomax is always... Since the audition comes from self. No, no, I mean, Audiomax always... We always try to, like, partner with, like, key stakeholders that we see, like, will actually derive value for, like, not just us, but, like, the artists themselves. I like, what if it, it's a cool please, concept. What, what is key stakeholder? I want you to be... Talk no, I mean, women's stakeholders, stakeholders just mean people, like, that, like, artists... You know, like right now we had to deal with MTN, like things that would like, you know, increase our presence. But not only that, but like actually bring value to like the ecosystem of music. Right. So like I really feel as if, as long as if the idea is cool enough and like everyone's like down to do it, I feel like we're kind of ready to. So you heard it here stuff. first. If you're an emerging artist and you're a key stakeholder. Not necessarily. No, don't use that word. <laughs> like if it's just, I don't know, we're really in, in tune to like trying to do like the coolest things and like Facts. the most innovative things as well. So like, we hope. We hope that that just comes our way and we'll be able to do what we can, you know. Makes sense. No, you're 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 representing Audio Mac very well. Very, uh, so oh, so wow. far, so wow. far, so far. Wow. Um. So my last question is uh, directed at Ayo. 
since Ade has to, you know, represent a whole DSP that's probably one of the top DSPs in the continent, um, let me ask you, who do you feel would be the artist of the decade? Um, as per you don't have any ties with any of these uh companies. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Hmm. As if you didn't say blurt this answer out five minutes ago <laughs> off the pod. Who's your favorite artist in the world? World is your favorite artist? No, he said no, 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 the your, world. Who's your favorite artist? Then that's the artist of the decade to you. Who's your favorite artist? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm trying to think about it. Like, like, honestly, at the back of my mind, at the back of my mind, is Whiskey. I'm trying to think of anybody that has, like, maybe, maybe you can't steal. And there's nobody. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's why I say, like, I feel as if, like, everyone, like, everyone has their fans, you know? So, like, people have, like, I mean, you see how there's the David OFC. Is that what it's called? David OFC versus Whiskey mm-hmm. FC. Whiskey FC. What are the David versus OVO? Like, I feel as if it's so, it's just so crazy because, like, these are people, like, in the background that are just, like, looking and just, like, trying to do, like, their best and, like, fans are, like, just about it. But that's how, you know, the industry keeps going on, you know, with all these kind of things. So, I find it so, like, it's just really interesting where, like, you should just, like, focus on the music and not try and, like, deteriorate like what people have put out as well you know, like I said, actually it's actually it's conflicting you you people say this so, and then when it's time to go and look for a partnership now nobody wants to answer email <laughs> when you telling us to oh believe in yourself don't worry find your do, fan base do. oh yeah I mean, we have, we, have, we have in yourself. I have 20 fans oh yeah come on you know do for me sponsor post problem no, nobody wants no, to answer you I mean 20 fans that's tough yeah. <laughs> anyway let me not let me not that's a genuine question if I was a musician for example and I had over 100k following on my Instagram page. That's crazy. And Organic or you bought it? Organic. And, mm-hmm. and I have like, maybe my listening is like, out of the 100k, only more, like 1k people actually listen to my music. Maybe, to... maybe the other people follow me because of my fashion. Because you're a fine style. boy. Because you said... You need, to find the, you need to find a way to merge those like worlds. You, know? yeah, you have so to find a way to do that. My question is, if there was another artist that had like maybe 200 followers, but his music was like having like... 3k, 4k, 5k, like stream streams. Would you pick who would you pick to work with? I'd pick the person that came up with the more interesting idea. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that's what I'd say. Like the person that I feel would like, you know, I feel as if it would be interesting to work with and we'd be able to do something innovative and, and cool. You know, that's what I feel I'd pick. That's what I'd do. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like, actually, your following does matter. Let me not lie. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's always about like the idea. And, like, for the people that have... And it's very hard to have, like, 100,000 followers and, like, you're not engaging with, like, quite a few people, <laughs> you know, so... That makes sense. Cool. That makes sense. You know. Don't worry. I, I should be... You're making... You're, you're taking mental notes when you start singing, Abby. <laughs> yes, no. Do you sing? No, well. I can sing, but... You I'm can sing, to, I'm but f- you don't sing professionally? Yeah. Right. But I'm trying to. He wants to Friends. stop... He wants to stop being my podcast producer and, and chase blue. his dream and of blue. doing. So... You better, you better do so both, Where did the stop come from, please? <laughs> You, when you go, you now have to start juggling how to be pro- podcast producer yeah, and artist. I'm my manager now, so like... Next fan. Next fan, please. Next fan. Next fan. You don't Thanks. want to be his manager? Thanks. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> off the pod, off the pod. Um, moving music forward, what is Audio Mac's plan for African music, Nigerian music especially? Um, well, I mean, from what you've seen, like, what we've done presently, we're really just trying our best to like promote the African music scene. Um, we've done like quite a few initiatives on ground as well, like our 
<clears throat> like last year in Ghana, we did the Rising Star Challenge where we like made artists like upload their music and like fans voted for what like the best um, song was. So we really try our best, like have initiatives on ground that like try and promote and like showcase the best music forward. Um, we recently released like our content series, um, Hometown Heroes, playlist that just dropped. Gunshot! Shameless plug, shameless plug. We're just trying our best to, you know, display the African story in the best African way, like using African storytellers as well. So we also have like our Audio Mac World um, editorial section where we actually have sit down and like do interviews with a lot of like top artists as well. So we really just try our best to like showcase African music to like the rest of the world and like promote it on ground as well. So I feel as if that's really what we're really about, just moving music forward and just moving good music forward, really. So two things. Um, first one to the shameless plug. plug. Because the artist that won overall for that Africa Rising, Jess. um, Jess ETA. Uh, yeah, he's dope. I shot he was my first flex list photo artist in September yeah, twenty nineteen. He's dope. He's dope. That guy is so bloody fire. Once again, yeah, uh, this is a S, this is an S God stand account. Um, S. Guy was on the song that um I did the flex list editorial oh, content nice, for. Nice, nice, nice. So that's really dope that you know discovered not I didn't discover him, but like being Ooh. able to meet him, link with him, and then do that stuff for my playlist, and then see how many yeah. months later you know full circle and he's winning awards, uh, winning no, that's, competitions. That's dope. Like that's dope. We're really, really looking out for like really talented artists, or people that we could collaborate with right. in that way, and he's he clearly has a bright future. Facts. Yeah. Then the second thing I also want you to um kind of elaborate on you know something really fire that you just completed uh, you spoke about hometown heroes and yeah. um i mean this part is gonna drop what's today this part is if you hear this part we recorded this show seven days before oh, yeah, it's a week. week so yeah hearing my voice in the future hopefully but hopefully, i'm hopefully speaking the independent right up. now hopefully the views run up okay um but you produced uh the hometown heroes virtual concert yeah we met team. which was sorry sorry fire. sorry there's literally fun about that hometown heroes we'll, we'll, we'll get to it but when we talk about it now are we going to get to it oh <laughs> fair then we can just toss this just... oh yeah fine pause <laughs> rewind skirt 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 reverse don't worry I'll ask it I'll ask it when we get to the film uh. oh yeah so is it my turn yes, yes it is your do turn. you feel like like I said myself my podcast producer we think you're representing Audio Mag very well thank you especially with this being your first podcast and yeah. I think it's really fire like there definitely needs to be more spaces where you gatekeepers because you're a gatekeeper whether you believe it or I not li- i don't like that word it doesn't matter i'm everybody, telling you what you are everybody's a gatekeeper you're a gatekeeper no, to this podcast no it yeah just depends on like this how is, high no, you want your gate no. to be if nobody <laughs> wants to come on this pod last last me and i will just be partying every friday it's fine <laughs> yeah that's dope now that's what joe budding them do. well and look at what happened to joe budding them Ooh, um but too anyway soon, too soon too very too <laughs> soon ouch open wound um now nah, but like i said i i think it's really cool when uh, y'all, you know, really important people because you are important. You know, come out, step out the office, and pull up to these type of spaces. And it's not as rigid as like an interview, but you still have the opportunity to say, okay, hey, this is what we do. Because I think there's a lot of people that still there's a lot of myths about Audio Mac that are like floating in the air. Myths. Yeah, I don't know if you you're privy to them because I feel like I hear a lot of stuff every day. Yeah, <laughs> you you probably have to filter you know the stuff out or like just have tunnel vision and be like, I can't be bothered. But it's cool when you you know out here saying, okay, this is what we're doing for Africa. So let nobody go and miss yarn. Mm. It's like, if you hear this podcast, you heard it from the horse's mouth. Mm. What they doing in Africa? Make the music experience and get playlisted on, 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 you know, initiatives like hometown heroes, um, audio Mac world. All right. You get popping enough. Maybe you can get a slot in next year's concert, you know? <laughs> so I think that's really cool. But without further ado, let me pick up the next fan. 
Hopefully, it's the hometown heroes fan. Or you could just, you know, switch it up. Um, hometown heroes. You, we're not, technically, <laughs> technically, we're not supposed to look at the fans. You're not. Uh, but we already broke the rules uh, since, so it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. It's I won't not tell. the hometown heroes fan. Yeah. All right. Um, in y'all's opinion, what makes a complete music artist? So I guess what makes the ideal music artist? Well, I mean, I keep saying this, but I feel as if like the ideal artist these days is just someone that like has access or like is connected with his fans to in a way that's like more than the not ideal artist in that sense. I feel as if like artists these days like understand like their metrics, their numbers, where their fans are, how they can utilize like DSPs like Audio Mac to, you know, find where they're gaining their listeners and connect with them on a on a stronger basis. I feel as if COVID like really made people realize that like even when the shows aren't there, you still have to find ways to like connect with your people and people and artists that have found ways to do that and like utilizing like their social media and like their DSPs and like just their, you know, brand equity in the, in and on themselves have like found ways to like have the long lasting careers. And those are the people that will always, you know, stay on top. So I feel as if the ideal artist is just the artist that like caters to his fans and like makes music that's true to himself and doesn't seem fake, I guess. The media train is the media training for me. <laughs> it's the what media training for giving? me. No, could definitely not be as deep as that. Um, <laughs> I, I got a question. Um, and I know I know you're taking mental notes as per you want to blow. Um, I'm trying to. What? Blow. Okay, so people say, not just you, but you said it, so we're going to bring it up. You know, connecting with fans, mm. engaging your fans, having a fan base. Mm. This might sound like a basic question, but how do you even? gain fans because I feel like I, a I lot of people don't really understand I don't have fans so I wouldn't the, <laughs> no so okay now but from a from a music business executive standpoint who works with artists who you are advising them like yo y'all need to actually engage with your fans mm. before you can even start coming to some of these you know platforms for support from the basic level what are ways that artists can gain fans and this is why I asked the question you'll see a lot of emerging artists that will just you know you know, put out music. Um, I'm not going to start, you know, judging the reasons why, but maybe, you know, lack of resource or whatever, mm-hmm. or just just plain ignorance to just not being enlightened about what they should do. You just put out music and then you just mm-hmm. think that, okay, streams means fans, when that's not the case. Because mm-hmm. a passive person that heard your song is not your fan. Yeah. I don't think people even understand what, at the core, is a fan. Mm-hmm. So from your own end, your own two cents, your own, you know, your own hot take, mm-hmm. what, what are tip like what are ways to actually gain genuine fans that have retention like have a high retention rate that have you know brand loyalty to you and all that and things like that well i mean i don't i'm not going to like give an answer because i'm not i don't have any fans myself so i'm not sure if this will work but like okay. i feel on a on a case by case basis i feel as if like the most the people that have the most ones are kind of the people that like are always in your face but not in an annoying way, if okay. that makes any sense. I, like, they're I always you. kind of, like, around, and, like, they're just, like, people that have found what their fans want and, like, what their fans, like, really engage with. Like, someone like Blackbone, for instance, I, I like using him as an example because I feel he's the he's one of the few artists that I feel, like, really utilizes, like, social media the best, mm-hmm. I feel, because, like, he's always, like, coming up with skits or he's always coming up with, like, things that, like, just make him seem, like, more of, more than just... Like a rapper. a rapper. So I feel as if like a lot of the time now, like the mu- with the music industry, it's not just, it's sad that like, it's not just good music anymore that like, you know, takes you up. You have to be kind of more than just what you are in that sense. And you have to kind of be like 
kind of like everything and nothing to your fans at the same time. So I feel as if you just need to like know why your fans like you and then just keep adding to that. <laughs> if that makes any sense to go ahead, your, go continue ahead. adding engagement. Um, funny you mentioned that because I was going to say um like what came to my head was that, mm-hmm. was Rema. Yeah, he's also really I also really use him. Maven. The Mavens are really good on the social no, media. Well that's oh, like okay, what I was going to say was like I don't think Rema is someone that actually like um connects you don't think his so? fans like no like okay let me not say it connects but it doesn't connect on the level that like black bones do. like like a black bones like fan base obviously mm-hmm. like expecting something comedic mm-hmm. but i don't know is it weird to say that rema's other thing other than the music is like is fashion like do you, would you say that um, i mean i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't be surprised you know people like different people for different reasons like for instance if you Facts. look at someone like the weekend now like he i would say he has almost all the fans, but like, I wouldn't say I know anything about the weekend's life <laughs> other than like, he barely does any interviews or anything. So I feel as if it all depends on like how you choose to brand yourself and like how you choose to like move and how you choose to like connect with your people. I think like, th- I, I think the weekend, for instance, he actually does give off that like mysterious, I don't really talk, but then I'm like sad when I do release my music. So like people kind of like connect with that on that way. And like, you know, I feel different people just have like different, you know, different likes. So you just have to like find out what your people like about you and then just find a way to connect on that, you know. So. Um, I, I wanted to say that one, what happens when you're not an artist who's as outgoing and social media savvy as black bones? Because you see, like if you, if you speak to a lot of people, right. And, and you ask them the similar question, everyone will tell you social media, social media, social media is the answer. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to be, like you said, you have to be everything and nothing to your fans. You have to be in people's faces and the easiest way to be in, in people's faces on a global scale is through the internet and mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. But when you, somebody like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, don't have any examples. names, I don't want to get people. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but let's say you don't have a, a personality as outgoing as Black Bones or you don't have, um, you know, a strategic all-star team like Mavens who can literally churn out, like tell these people, you don't even have to know if Rema has personality. It looked like you do. You don't have to know if Iris starts mm-hmm. personality. It looks like she does. So when you don't have, you know, teams like Maven helping with your, you know, marketing and social media, or you're not as savvy as Blackbones, how, like, I feel like it might be slightly discouraging Mm. because I've been in meetings or I've spoken to artists where they're like trying to figure out, okay, how do I engage people? Mm. I don't have the personality to be on social media every day. I don't have the outgoing spirit to be tweeting all the time or Mm, doing mm, Instagram mm, live mm. all the time. I don't have the clothes. I don't want to be posting myself because I don't have clothes to post myself. Like, how do you, how do you? From your own perspective, because I know you don't have fans, how do you think those type of artists can reconcile with, you know, maybe not being the social media stars that you need to be in this day and age? No, I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to be a social media star. Like, sorry if I, like, made you feel as if that was the only way. But then, No, no, you did yeah, yeah. but I know something you yeah. brought up that I just thought about. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, I feel as if that's why you always have to, like, have a solid team around you. And, like, when you do have your solid team, like, that's when you know, like, how you're going to strategize, like, market a record or you market your album or market your project. Because, like, that's the only way you know you will actually connect with people. So I feel people just also need to be, like, quite strategic with how they release things and how they drop things and, like, know how like they're going to make it resonate and make things like have a moment or actually a lasting moment so that there's more engagement. So I really feel as if that's like really just the best, just get yourself a solid team around you and you know, you'll be fine, you know, cause you can't really, you can't do everything on your own. You really can't. Another so, question. question. No, 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 go ahead. So what yeah. do you like, um, what do you need as a, to have a solid team? I mean, I feel these days, like every artist should have, like once you're of a particular, you probably need like a manager you definitely need like a social media manager as well, an accountant. 
when you start making that money. Um, I feel you also probably need just like solid people around you to keep you sane. Grounded. <laughs> so, and grounded. So, but I really just do feel as if the most things you need, you actually definitely just need a manager and like, the manager is like really important because like he's going to be with you all the time. And like, you also need like a strategist as well. So you just need to have people on your team that like know your goals and like what you want to achieve and like do your best, do their best to like enable you to achieve those goals. You know? So yeah. Okay. Well said. Have you ever like managed any artists? Before? I was even going to ask him. Nah, not not fully, not, not, not like fully, fully, just like road management, but like never like 24 seven on it. But yeah like dabbled here and there but I've seen my friends that do it and like I salute them because it's it's a lot to manage people that actually allows me to do the perfect segue do we have like five minutes yeah, sure. to go offense um I wanted to ask you I mean let me not form like I'm just asking this for the first time because I definitely asked you this like a couple of days ago but on the pod I wanted to ask you um your road to audio Mac mm-hmm. like how what were you doing before you got this current job so I kind of wanted to know or I would like you to repeat maybe you want to add a little spice inside it uh-huh. uh what you were doing before you you know joined audio mac what was like the route to even getting hired to audio mac uh the reason why i'm asking is because a lot of times i'll you know speak and, and get to meet a lot of uh individuals that have these like really coveted positions mm-hmm. and stuff and it's always like it, to me it looks unattainable like how do y'all get these jobs because uh <laughs> to me i feel like if you don't if you're not connected or someone didn't call your name somewhere or someone didn't go and personally hand your resume to the defining person who hires you. Mm. I feel like it's unattainable to get to get these positions. So what was your experience? Oh uh, yeah. So um, before I started working out with um with Audio Mac, I used to you know, I used to be a lawyer. Actually I still am a lawyer. And for a record label called Five or Six Music and we used to do a lot of like record label things like music promotion, shooting videos and um we had an artist called Shady and like we had a single with um Wizkid called Make Sense, Shameless Plug. And, um, you know, at the time we were just always looking at like different DSPs to like promote the, to promote the single on. Right. And, um, I discovered Audio Mac then and, um, I was just using the platform a lot and it was really cool. Um, I saw that it was like a, it was like a growing platform as well. And, um, I just managed to get in, like connect with, um, connect with Joe. He's like the head of like urban marketing out there. And, um, yeah. So through that, like I kept on using like the platform. Then I kept on like sending him music as well. And then we built a rapport and that guy was pretty cool. And then um, he had started off the hometown heroes initiative where he was like helping like emerging artists in like different cities in the States, like get on like hometown heroes plays. Like there's one in Chicago, there's one in New York, there's one in LA, like quite a few. So they were seeing that there was kind of a bit of growth happening in Nigeria. So like I started doing like the hometown heroes podcast like here. So like then I started signing up a few artists. The hometown heroes podcast or playlist. Sorry, hometown heroes. Um, hometown oh, heroes. Yeah, maybe sorry. just make podcast. Sorry, hometown sorry, heroes sorry. podcast. Hello, maybe. Um, then um, you know we started seeing like quite a bit of growth from here as mm-hmm. well, and um, the growth continued, and here I am. How many <laughs> followers does it have? Uh, I, I don't know. We don't actually do that, but I just know plays. Like, oh, how many, okay. How many plays does it have? Uh, it's over 3 million now. Hmm. So, yeah. Only you. Oh, man. Nah, nah, Only nah. you. Don't nah, worry. It's just, it's just people listening to it. Like, I'm, I just hope people like it, you know, so. I, I mean, people it. like it enough for it to have grown the way that it's grown and people actively want to get playlisted on, on, on that playlist. So Yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's, been, it's been really, it's been a really interesting experience. Like, actually, like, listening to a lot of people's music all the time and it's always been, it's always been fun, you know, like, connecting with artists that are, like, really good and like Nigeria has so many 
so many talented artists just doing so much cool stuff and experimenting with the sound and like just pushing like the sound to the next level. So it's been it's been really it's been really it's a really good time to Makes be sense. in music. <laughs> Pun. <laughs> oh yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I got I have I have one last question. Do you feel like if you sent Joe Makes Sense and it wasn't it wasn't a good song, you would have that that relationship would have maintained? No, I mean Joe's a really he's a really cool dude. Like I mean, he is really it the bald like guy? No, no, that's he. Bro, that's, I feel like, like Audio Mac boss. is just that one that's guy. No, he's a he's on he's Twitter. He's a really cool dude. Like he's um he really he's really about like moving music forward. Like I know I keep saying that, but then it's branding. But then he's just really about like trying to educate artists as well as like connect with like you know people on like a. Personal person level. Person level. Yeah, he like definitely does really it on about Twitter. Because Audio Mac is really like almost everyone that like works at Audio Mac now worked in the music industry in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really cool that like you get to work with people that are like very open minded as well as you know just know what the industry is about and like try and like make things better for people. So I I really I really enjoyed it. So who's the, who's the founder of Audio Mac? Uh, Macley, David Macley, and David Ponty. And okay. he's also he's also a co-founder, I believe. So, so yeah. and, and Audio Mac was started in the US. Yeah, yeah. Got the the main the main head office in New York. Got you. Okay. Who okay. thought Audio Mac was like Africa? What? I thought Audio Mac was Africa owned. Like I always started oh, Africa no, owned no, up until yesterday, actually. No, nah, nah. We're just we're just doing work. <laughs> no, sure. That's dope. Um, I think it's your turn to pick up um, oh, the next it's my time. You're you're doing you're doing well, Adi. Oh wow, this is a trap. What does Audio Mac have any plans for podcasting? <laughs> oh, bong, I mean, bong, bong, wow. bong, bong. so I mean, like at the end of the day, you know, we're always trying to encourage. <laughs> we're always just trying to encourage like creators to, like be up on the platform. Um, a lot of people don't even know like we have the podcast um option on the platform. You know, so we're really just trying to like amplify like sounds from everyone. So I believe that you know we're going to get way more podcasts up, and hopefully we'll do some sponsor some, some podcasts as oh. well trying to trap me <laughs> but like you know hopefully we'll do some cool stuff like we have we also have like the audio my podcast coming out soon as well actually since this comes out like in seven days mm-hmm. it might already launch but like, i actually won't mention so that the reveal will will be nicer but yeah it'll be cool that's nice cool, hopefully so so yeah um what okay like off the top of your head aka head of commercial par- partnerships what are some what are some like examples of partnership things that podcasts could do with audio mac once like the platform grows even more um i'll i'll have to get back to you on that i was gonna trap them let's trap me lock the door lock the door lock the door lock the door but like you know i'm sure i'm sure they're i'm sure they're like because podcasting is like the new way like a lot of people are like really connected and like people really do like enjoy listening to like conversations like with people that they feel like they're connected with so i feel as if it's it's like a really good opportunity for you know for growth. So I really hope that we can do some really cool See, stuff other than just getting podcasts. Up I'm, I'm not too proud to beg. Use us as experiments. So. <laughs> uh, we're, cool we're, here. Yeah. we're here. We're just really trying to get more podcasts up though. So makes sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, the smallest fan. This fan is very special to me. Uh, why? This fan, it's a baby fan. It's the smallest fan. Um, it was my. It's my brand colors for the flex list. Ooh. Um. No, like when I found this fan, I was like, this is the one. So I, I hold this with, with high regard. But on my fan, it says... I'm wearing black and yellow because of you. Flex this. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> okay, why is New Music Fridays... Uh, why is music always released on Friday? Well, I googled this <laughs> recently. And then um, I believe like 
in the past, like Billboard, the Billboard chart used to like track new music from Friday to Thursday. So I think there was like everyone just kind of wanted to be on the, you know, get on the cover of Billboard or like actually get like their numbers recorded mm-hmm, better. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel it's just become one of those things that everyone is just like gotten used to, but it doesn't really like, I feel as if you have a good song, it does kind of doesn't really matter. It just depends on like the strategy you use to promote the music. So. Right. But like, there's so much new music out all the time now. Like every Friday, like from everyone, like it's it's crazy. I feel as if like you should give like Mondays need love too. You know, like people listen to music every day. Fridays so. have almost become like it's yeah. almost like a thing. New yeah. music Friday. Oh my yeah. turn off. I don't. I don't enter. I don't enter any DSP on Friday. Yeah. Any new music. I don't. Yeah. New music. New music. It's um, crazy. I remember like I, I read an article, and the reason why I read this article is because I was trying to advise an artist mm-hmm. about like this. This artist is emerging. I was like. Let's try not... Don't put your music out on Friday. Let's see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And I needed to find reasons because obviously they're like, what? Why would I not do that? Like, that's when all the playlisting happens. That's when everyone's looking for new music. So why would I not go and capitalize on Friday? And I was like, you're going to potentially be competing with a lot of top artists, mm-hmm. just a lot of artists mm-hmm. in general. It's a lot of mm-hmm. noise. So why not post on an off-peak time of the week because you're someone who doesn't have an identifiable fan base yet. You're trying to grow and you don't need to be competing with all that noise. So I was like looking up articles on Google, you know, School of Google when you're in this music industry because all of us, we don't know roads. We're all Google, trying to find our way. Google is your friend. Google is my best <laughs> sometimes. Um, but yeah, I've read an article and it was talking about how um, before streaming, uh, new music used to be on like Tuesdays. Mm. Like back in the days of like CDs and like, mm. you know, you used to go and line up when... Bro, I remember when I bought my first... I think the first CD I bought was like an Usher CD or like Jar Rule or something like that. It, no, no, no. It can't be confessed. It's no one. I bought Confessions, but the but I bought a Jaw Rule. I bought a Jaw Rule CD before I bought I bought that. Uh, a shirt off, right? The, the pain is love. Pain is I think love. pain yeah, is love yeah, yeah. with the white durag. Girls had that. My sister. Bro, had that. I knew that <laughs> thing word for a word. I think the first CD I got was Whiskey Superstar. Did you buy the the Alabama one, one or no, like the, it was definitely the the tape the one, one from the sh- they're hawking on the road. I bought some on the road, child. In secondary but school, that's that's time. that. I think just two. But I, but Alaba is legitimate though, right? Alaba, it's I wouldn't, Alaba international market. Yeah, so like I wouldn't even think this like pirated. I wouldn't consider. I would consider that like if you bought it in the road mm. or on like on your way in traffic, you bought a legitimate whiskey CD because it came from Alaba. Yes, because like they actually distribute to Alaba, like Alaba distribution. Market. So, it's an actual thing. I used to think it was like dubbed CDs that they were they were selling in in traffic. And anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. So I remember I was reading um this article talking about like the history of new music Fridays and how mm-hmm. they said before music used to drop on Tuesdays mm-hmm. because they would use like the weekend to physically get these CDs to all the oh, stores yeah. and then they'll use Monday to like set them up in the in the stores and put all the posts all the posters and the marketing mm-hmm. promotional materials on on the stores and stuff and then Tuesday is when it started then people can go and start buying the CD. So then when music shifted from analog and like physical mm-hmm. to digital, um, that like for whatever reason, I think there were, it was like the issue of like piracy because if you maybe got a song, if a song was released on a Tuesday or something or people release music at different days, mm-hmm. like maybe somebody would like, uh, what do you call it? Lift? What do you call this thing? Like burn the song mm-hmm. and then now go and pirate it on other sites. Oh, so now they decided to condense. Like everyone made this. Like the music industry made this new rule that uh-huh. all the music just drop, all the new music just drop on Fridays, mm-hmm. so they can kind of control piracy. Um, you know, reduce the amount yeah. of you know 
leaks and things of that yeah. nature. I mean, that that's fair enough, you, you know? know. But I mean, at the end of the day, like if your song is a hit, it doesn't matter if it drops on Monday or Sunday. Like, right. <laughs> you know. It's a hit. Um, but I do think that people. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's the onus. The onus should not be on DSPs to care about this, uh, because I, y'all have that standard of just like, just put that. Like the the distributors, out. the record labels, they all uh, uh, adhere to Friday. So y'all have to kind of go with that flow. Yeah. But like artists individually, especially artists that don't have fan bases, that it was in your best interest that you don't compete with people that already have fan bases. Look into you know releasing your song. On a, on a different day of the week. I know, I think I saw people talking about how there have been more and more releases on Thursdays. I don't know the significance behind it. Mm. But like, if I'm someone else... Because they don't want to compete with the Friday. But not, <laughs> not everybody competing with Thursday. Nah. Then 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 the day will change. Club <laughs> then, then the day will keep change. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. You're already, you're already practicing your career. Oh, <laughs> look at that. But yeah, you know, I mean, like at the end of the day, you know, like... It doesn't really matter when you release it if you don't have like the proper marketing strategy anyway. So you should mm-hmm. always try your best to always try your best to like do what's best for like the song in and of itself and like what you're doing after the release day, you know, because like the release day is just the beginning, <laughs> really, you know. Big facts. So you just have to keep going. Makes sense. Anyway, Sha, up and coming artists, consider well, like, you know, Ade AAA from Audio Max said, uh, please have a marketing plan. Don't just release your music. <laughs> don't just release your music. <laughs> You said? I just thought something very stupid. What? What if, like, you release music on Fridays? Uh-huh. Because it's a Friday and everybody would turn up at the club. So I mean, there's a valid reason. That's what's stupid. That's, that's, that's really that's that's valid. Valid. So it's a club it's song, the new club, like, I'm sure, I mean, like, you know, it's like, if I would it's hope that in. you have, I have, would have hoped you would have, you know, contacted DJs. Yeah, yeah like a DJ yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yo, my song is dropping today. You, 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 uh, you're DJing at W Bar, you're DJing at RFZP, just slide my song in there, you know, trying to gauge the. Try to gauge the reception. I, I just something just came to mind. Um, I remember an interview, um, Asa and on uh, Afrobeat Intelligence, mm-hmm. Asa and it was like oh, that's nice. that's how one of how they really pushed David O's music when he started because he had a lot of um, DJ connects, DJ connects because they're doing club nights. Mm. And, so like a lot of DJ connects yeah, was giving them the music yeah. to play. Yeah, I mean, artists also need to know how to like utilize the resources they have in front of them. Like that's so, like yeah, that's so that's, smart, you know. So yeah, but I don't think that's as a, like a lot of those things that they did in their golden years. I don't think they're as effective now. Why? Um, I can't. That whole like trying to get. I'm laughing because I remember I said I I I I crit- I didn't say critique, but I kind of challenged the value of DJs. I'm um, in trying to like break music. And I know, like, DJs got mad at me when I said this. Um, and the reason why I said it is because I'm like, if you collect if you collect money, like, if an up-and-coming artist asks, can you play my song? And you're like, I will play if you pay me money. And they don't have the money to mm-hmm. pay you to play it. Mm-hmm. How are you contributing to the breaking of the song when people got to pay you to play their music? But that's, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think, like, maybe going around to different... It could work, Sha. But in this day and age, like... You know, finding a list of all the DJs that play in all the popular spots in Lagos and asking them, yo, can you play my song in your set? They have an obligation to play like... I've heard this 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 reason where it's like, DJs have to play what's hot in order to like, get the crowd... Like, imagine if you go there, you're just playing music no one heard before. Unless mm-hmm. that music is banging or you're you're playing to a crowd that like, they don't care the music, they just, they just want to dance. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult for you to come and start bringing like, relatively obscure... I think that's a... I think that's a very like... That excuse is very... I don't like the excuse, but I've heard it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's correct. Because, I mean, like, I'm not playing upcoming songs all throughout the night. I mean, you can give me a... 
um, fame and played jam. I the last time I went out and, like, in this the Lagos, they were playing the same twenty songs over and over again. Mm. I was just like popular Nigerian songs. Right? For the most Where part. And this, then SA yeah. music. I don't want to say the place because uh, I don't yeah. want to come and catch the DJ. Let me say for you. If I even say my mouth, one of the cameras will uh, catch We'll say it off, off camera. Off, off, camera. off the part. No, nah, the but part. they were playing. Like literally, I just went out because I want to say, I want to see how like, because before that, the, before those two times I went out, actually, when, I, when YC came, the, the first time we ever did this podcast, mm-hmm. after we left this podcast, we went to W Bar. And, um, I heard that, like, when we stayed there until the evening, bro, they were playing straight up. They were playing popular Nigerian songs. Then they were playing, like, old hits. When I say old, mm-hmm. not, like, old hits. Maybe, like, I heard them play, like, Dr. Sid's Over the Moon. And then it went straight to SA, I'm a Piano. The whole, the whole night. Until I left, Sha. Then the second time I went out, they played the same 10 like if we had like a billboard top uh, 40 or something like that's what they were playing the whole time and like, then they went straight to SA music I feel like I can actually get the songs they played Joel right they played Ginger they definitely played Ginger they, they played, played they played, played Damages they played they played Infinity they played Damages they played Loading of course they played Loading <laughs> it's a fire song but like this is what I'm talking about you don't you hardly hear emerging like Oh, this song. Let me. Sh- you don't have to sit there and do let me shazam. And I remember how and, and a lot of these how, like just like Mr. Easy skin tight. I feel like that's how he penetrated. Like Brandon, like you just go to places. I remember one time my cousin came from one barbecue event and she was like, she was singing the song. She was like, who sang this song? She was asking me. I was like, mm-hmm. she doesn't know the, who sang the song, yeah. but she was, I was like, I don't know the song. But when I found able to find out like who sang the song, and listen the song, all the song is a jam, and that's how Mr. Easy really like. And like that skin tight, that's how that skin tight entered because nobody really knew him. But that sound, like, who is this? Who sang this song? To who add to what you're so saying, different at yeah. the time, though. See, this is my this is my problem. You know, that was only like that was only like a like two to three years ago that skin tight like popped. It was but, like twenty. It was more than that. Too. It was like twenty sixteen. It might be twenty sixteen when I first came for for NYC. Google it, dude, but it was like twenty sixteen. Let me let me let me explain the context, right? Mm-hmm. Because what easy uh what Io just said is really that was a really long time ago now really 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 strong. So with easy right, I remember it might be 2016 because I remember I went to his show. He had come from the, the show those, the those show like little, little little was it that show? Mm. Uh, he was he was doing was like, like these little little. Was like, oh my god! That was, yeah, it, that was it. <laughs> I didn't go to that one, but before that's where yeah. title was so it was 2015, probably entering 2016. Um, because I remember there's this place. What's this place? So it was in Vi. RSVP. No, no, it's not RSVP. Sip. It starts with the S. Sip. No, it's like a Thai <laughs> place. It used, I think they used to sell Thai food uh, there or something. Spice, Spice, Spice Rout or something like that. He was doing like this. You shouldn't li- plug anybody little, little... here though. They're not paying you guys. No. Big facts. <laughs> um, don't worry. But Free. Still, I dash them. I dash them. I dash them. I dash them. So Izzy was doing this, like these little shows. This is when he used to wear that his hat to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hat. He was doing these shows in like these little little restaurants, right? Sell out like it'll pack because no matter if it's a, if it's a venue of twenty people or fifty people, it shall sold out. Mm-hmm. If I get a, if I fill this place twenty people, I'll say it's sold out. Yes, no, it's not right. Sold it's sold out. <laughs> so he would do these shows, right? All not marketing. All not marketing. Okay, so he was performing these songs acoustic, right? Mm. I was so in love. Those would have been so good too. Oh, Those were very my yeah, God. 2015, 2016. This guy, that him, a, that, that easy jewels time. Oh, okay. but do you know now? If you try to do that same thing now, I don't think it's as effective. Why? Why do you think not? Okay. 
So maybe not performing, right? Maybe if you actually do like intimate shows, that's fine. But he did that. He did those shows as the listening sessions. Mm-hmm. The listening sessions of 2019, uh, 2020, they're not fun. You go there, no, the, 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 the sound sucks. You can give me an example of one that No, but then that means that means you're just complaining about the production. That means you should just get like a good production company. Yeah, but it's about music discovery. I Mm -hmm. hardly go to these listening sessions and I'm like, I was so gingered by what I heard there that I want to go and listen to it in my house. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many factors that just mm -hmm. make the experience not Mm -hmm. enjoyable. But that easiest time, even Lady Donnelly, when she did a living room tour in my before she did that right before um Bro, even in 2016, she was still doing that living room tour thing because oh, yeah? she did it in my house. Oh, nice, nice. And like those are experiences where I'm like, bro, after I hear you do this, I want to go and open my app and, and go and find. Music. But when you're doing a listening session and the sound is boom, the bass is boom, boom, boom in your ear. People are gisting, people are eating, drinking. It's social events. How you? How was that affecting music discovery? But I mean, I feel as if there are a few platforms that actually do encourage like music discovery. Have you ever been to like the basement gig? That yes, they like, they do, but did they, shout out to Osage. But do they still? They don't. Do they still it's do the COVID, basement? It's been COVID, COVID, yeah. back. Back. True. Like all True. these things. Like, I mean, I feel as if like people also just need to like I mean, create I have, I have their a platforms that went to do the basement that. gig, and it was like like after basement, I actually felt like a little bit of the impact on this music. Yeah, because I mean, like people just need to create like these situations where like the artists can you know, get discovered because that's why people are there, you know, because that's also when you like probably invite like the key people that are like, you know, that are gatekeepers, as you, you call you, them. You, you can't <laughs> I'm, like, care. I'm not a gatekeeper. Please. He is. He doesn't want I'm to. Don't worry. Let him be for me. No, humble. He's a gatekeeper. See, you can't even compare basement gig to what I'm even talking about. Basement gig was, was um, created with the sole purpose of music discovery. In mind. Mm-hmm. At the heart of it, at the core, yeah. it's music discovery. Mm-hmm. But when you see artists trying to form let me not say form. When you see artists trying to rush and do, let's do listening party, let's do listening party as part of their rollout, I don't think that joint is effective, bro. That's why I say you have to be strategic and you have to know why, how you're doing things, you know. Well, not every bloody plan can work for, like, not one size fits all, you know. So you just have to be very, you know, smart <laughs> about your rollout. But I do like rollouts, though. What you just said about Mr. Easy, like the heart thing, like, I'm just reminiscing, like, I'm just yeah. Bro, those, that was a that good time, time, you know, because I was like, I don't I was but that's seven years ago. That now, time was right? no six years ago now. Twenty twenty one. Think about it. That's twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Wow. Like that was a. That I was like, that was actually I know. I remember. I remember what I wore. Was it December, December twenty sixteen? Yeah, December I remember that. That was it. That was actually a good time. Easy yeah. was actually. Easy. Yeah, actually it was. That was the first concert guy. I've been to in Lagos that everybody was standing. You paid 10k VIP, you are standing, but you are standing in front. Yeah, you yeah, paid 5k yeah. regular, you are standing, you are standing just and I, No, and like, look at look at the visuals of if when that comes out. It looks as if everybody's Everybody, up and oh, everyone's yeah. up. You know, because like in Nige, that's another problem we have here. Like, you can't be giving people seats at a concert. I mean, oh, the seats have when, to be like when, very, very when limited. The, when their know? goal of the concert is to make money, they don't give a damn. Yeah. You'd be but putting a whole like table in front of the freaking stage, though? bro. I, I only, like, okay, let's, let's do a bit of mass here. Mm-hmm. Like, if I sold, if I was in a concert, and I sold one table for one million, mm-hmm. right? And that's 10 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I make more money if I made it like flat fee? Let's say flat fee, everybody 10K. Like, don't you feel more people would come? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel so. Like, if, if, if yeah, you Yeah, but one person on a... One, if you do one million, 10 people to a table, that's 100K each person. Yeah. But but then, like, you make the whole place 10K. Make the whole place 10K. It'd be more packed. It'd be, like, mm-hmm. you have space to the, move more Depending people. on the capacity of the place. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you know how, like, a lot like, of, like, of Nigerian shows are, are like, the front now. is, like... You want to use Echo... Use Echo... Whiskey, Echo Atlantic. Whiskey, Echo Atlantic show and Whiskey VIP show. I went for both of them. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. as a stand. You as love stand. it. So, like, the first one that I had in the culture of Epic Show. Mm-hmm. Was that the one with Davido? When Davido came out? No, that was the year before. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know the years. Wow. <laughs> this one was like a pink suit. Oh, okay, like, okay. Yeah, so like, it was, it was a very epic show. Regular for this one was 25K. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew obviously you'd be way less people, so I, I actually had the chance to maybe touch him or something. Hey, if so, I just touch the helm of his garments. Yes. <laughs> so, 25K, and it wasn't, it was packed, but it wasn't as packed like as I was expecting. Then, basically, actually K. told people from regular to come down. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Like, it does almost at like every show because people in front don't give him ginger. Then, look at the, that's the one I'm going to, the Quadrantic concert was packed. How like, much was, was, was 5K. Like, ah, do you think he made like? That's it. Wait, you, no, do you think he? Do, do you honestly think he made more from like the five K show, uh, or from the VIP show? The VIP show was in the hotel. The five um, K show was in Quad Atlantic, but it was packed. Like, Atlantic, was but maybe packed. I don't know if you should be talking about if whiskey made money or the promoters made money because no, if they already okay, booked, he means the show. He means the show. Okay, okay, okay. Let me like make more revenue. I mean, just to with more people, I guess, with the math. Money one million people paying five thousand naira, and three hundred people paying one million. I get what you're saying. Like the math is always like the more people is always the best. But you know, there's opportunity costs and and like unforeseen circumstances that you have to take into consideration. I remember the Echo Atlantic, the Whiskey Echo Atlantic show where they said someone got shot there. Be, and and like they were stealing. I know th- that year. I mean, but when we stealing. do, I mean, doing concerts is like you know you there's so many logistics you have to. Of course, take so what, no, as well. the reason you're right, right. So the reason why Security. I bring it up is because manning a smaller venue, smaller crowd, maybe mm-hmm. more expensive tickets, could be a different, more manageable experience to promoters mm-hmm. versus a you know bigger. Echo, Atlant- uh, Echo Atlantic, Atlantic yeah. you can't control security, can't control the types of people that enter mm-hmm. there, can't control all these other variables. So yeah. that's something that promoters have to take into consideration when they're doing those shows. Um, please um, help us pick up the next fan. Oh, hometown Heroes Nigeria, what is this about and what is the goal? So since you already answered this, we're going to segue to what I wanted to give you the space to brag about earlier. Nah, no bragging, no bragging. Um, okay, fine. Talk your, talk your ish. <laughs> um, <laughs> Over the last couple of days, like I said, you're going to hear this pod seven days later. But between the 25th and the 27th, um, Audio Mac presented the Hometown Heroes virtual concert. And I had AAA from Audio Mac produced the event. So I kind of wanted you to kind of say, what was the, what was your goal of the concert? Um, what were your fears? And what were, <laughs> like, seeing the numbers as of right now, what are they looking like? And do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to accomplish? Um, yeah, so um, as you said earlier, like I curate the Hometown Heroes um, Nigeria playlist. And, um, you know, um, during COVID, we kind of recorded uh, quite a few like really amazing artists um, during the pandemic because we just wanted to like give something back to like the fans and mm-hmm. give something like showcase like African talent because we'd realized that there aren't that many like DSPs that were actually like recording that and doing something really cool right on that front so we just decided to like kind of bring the hometown heroes playlist to life like we already had that initiative in the states because i know there's been like a hometown heroes new york concert i believe there's been a an atlanta one as well so this was kind of like our way of doing like the nigeria version but you know covid so we had to like do the recording recorded performances and like it's been really cool um so far um it was really interesting to like working working with all these artists like i call all the artists my heroes because like they came out you know they didn't really have to like when we pitched it to them and you Did know anybody asked for a bar 
not, not going to answer that, <laughs> but you know, um, uh, they all just really wanted to, um, you know, just showcase like their talent to like the fans and stuff. And like, I really, really just appreciated that um, from them because like, they really did like their best and like gave us some like really cool performances. And I'm just hoping that it's a moment and like people, I just really enjoy it. Mm. And um, yeah, just check it out on the Audio Mac World platform. It's on our YouTube page as well. So are you allowed to say some of the performances that you liked producing? I liked all of them very, very much. We're never going to catch this guy slipping. <laughs> I liked all We're of them very, gonna very, catch very this much. Guy have, you, have you checked out? What was your favorite? What did you like? Um, So, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I got yeah. to watch them before they actually went live. <laughs> Um, I yeah, really loved, do. I really loved the Thames one. Yeah. Um, I she really, really good. yes, I loved Lottie Pose. Yeah. I loved crayons. I think, yeah. first of all, I love crayon. So like, I'm rooting for him in the little nook and cranny <laughs> of the world that I live in. You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Awesome. Um, so crayon, Lottie Pose, Thames. I think I liked Patter, uh, I remember, I liked Patter mm-hmm. Rankings because it had the bus in the, it had like the bus in the back yeah, of Rainbow. Yeah, Um, <laughs> So those are like my four favorites. Yeah. So, but I think one thing about it is like, I really like the fact that you were able to produce all of them in some capacity. I mean, mm. I think you said Maven. Uh, yeah. Um, some of the artists like sent in some. Yeah. Record, had to, that, had that to they, send in. We sent, we sent them like what we kind of wanted and they responded with like, Facts. what they did. But I remember so when I looked really at. Talented. Exactly. So when I looked at um just a concert like in a whole in different ways, I was like, yo, you pulled this off by yourself. No, the team, like nothing is always by myself. You know, the team is too solid. Like I work with like really amazing people. Like like my teacher and Oliver really helpful on this. But like the production was was pretty solid. Really awesome. Really awesome. Now I'm really happy you guys were able to do that. And hopefully that that allows you to segue and create even more visual content. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we were able to continue to do that and continue to, you know, in our own way, like try and like move this music thing forward. Cause like a lot of people don't have that like visual content. Like maybe they know like these are who these artists are like mm-hmm. by name, but like putting a face to things is always like very important. So that's like, so very do, happy. I do have another question. So because audio Mac probably has a higher, um, in terms of like visual content, clearly it's like the West, like America that leads the front in that. Did you see any like non Niger, non Nigerians, I actually want to say non-Africans that watched the content and were like, whoa, this is so cool. And, you know, I want to go and find out who this artist is. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been getting, like, from the comments, I've been seeing some things like, oh, you guys need to do this in Senegal. You guys need to do it in Cameroon. Right, so, like, I'm seeing, like, right. a few people saying that, you know, they kind of want to see, like, their own countries being represented as well. So, hopefully, we can see what we'll do down the line if these are successful. So, I'm really hoping that we get that opportunity down Makes the line. Sense. Did the America team or, like, Audio Mac in America, when they saw the content, were they like excited about it? Did they like it? Yeah, they, they seem to really they seem to really enjoy it. And like I'm really happy about really that dope. because you know, um it's quite important that like while like it is like a showcase for like Nigerian acts, like it's very important that like everyone kinda likes it too. So mm-hmm. like I'm very I'm very pleased that like they seem to like really enjoy it. So yeah, I just hope that we get to do some more more cool stuff down the line. Chop and Well done. Thank you. Well done. Chop um, and You need to chop him too. There we go. Um, <laughs> so I think it's my turn to pick up a fan, right? Yeah. Okay. Do the fans represent anything? Or are they just like cool? Like they represent something personal to, to me, you, to me per se. Um, mm-hmm. there's no, I don't think there's some deep meaning behind. It. I just carry them everywhere. You should do like different colors for different like moods, for, like different question types. That's why I kept that one on the green white because it was different to my. Ah, 
Your producer is happy. I like it. I like it. Anyway, yeah. it's Charles Mida about don't, the pressure. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't, 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 don't let these guys go. No, he can never go. He can never go. Please, don't worry. When Even we, when we get money, when we get raised, you get you get bonus. Um. Okay. So TikTok CEO, I'm gonna mispronounce this. Zhang Yiming. You're not from there. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Resigns with a net worth of forty-four billion US. That just gave me uh anxiety. That's crazy though. Forty-four billion dollars. I mean, forty-four billion. You're not really working anymore, though. You know, like you're getting people to do the work for you. There's no point. (laughs) No point. Like you should just like leave and just like start opening charities and like helping the world. I think I saw somebody like quote tweet when I saw this news on Twitter. I didn't delve into it. Mm. Talking about some, he says he wants to. He said he would like. I'm gonna miss you. Let me not say, it. but basically he was like, "I'm gonna retire and do like the most simplest of things, like like yeah. read more like, books." What, what else are you gonna do? Literally, he said he wants to read more books and daydream. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's what you need money for. Money is to give you security to like do whatever you want now. So I clearly I mean, just I, a simple guy. Honestly, <laughs> so, you know, so like, like but he's probably like a simple guy you... that lives in like a twenty billion dollar house. <laughs> so. What happened? Oh, you got he got an email notifying, yeah, email email notification, like re- watch the concert, nice. So, okay, the what's the concert? The work is happening. What's the, the, t- the concert? The team, team never sleeps. Look, look, look at the universe, universe thing. Team never sleeps. Um, what was I gonna say? Shout out to the social media team and Audio Mike. I love them so much. They're really good. See, look at look 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 at a gatekeeper who respects and loves his team, and carries his te- his team on his back. No, they carry me, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, no, all no, y'all, all, all y'all last us carry yourself. What? Shout out to my own gatekeeper. <laughs> Jess, you're a gatekeeper now. No, he's, Everybody's he's... a gatekeeper once you have something of value <laughs> to people. Everybody's I don't know if he's talking about me. Oh, but let's go back to why one human being has $44 billion net worth. Um, That number gave me anxiety. Uh, I don't really... I, let me not see and start, you know, presenting personal, you know, beliefs and stuff, but... The fact that you have enough money as a net worth to freaking be a GDP, like that's the equivalent to GDPs of multiple countries. Uh, that's scary. But you know, he probably doesn't have like forty-four billion dollars. Obviously, so. like he's he probably, not, he probably, he probably not, only has like let's say actually probably has like one billion. Like, yeah, cash. I mean, we we are, most of it is in stock. Yeah, most <laughs> of it is in stock, and you know, probably Properties, a lot of other assets and things all, of that nature. It's all imaginary, all these things, man. That's why athletes are like the richest people to me because like they actually all have cash <laughs> every week uh, to me. And that's what I think. Touché. You know, I never really, you never really like talk about it. Well, maybe because I'm a broke babe. I don't have these type yeah, of same, money I conversations. Know, <laughs> I don't be in rooms with millionaires. I don't, or maybe I do and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But whenever I hear like, whenever they talk about like wealth management or just like this idea of wealth, it seems so far away from me because I'm like, I'm here trying to create content, zero dollars. Ooh, um, no, but it's such a nice office. Like, I can't well, say zero dollars. Like, nah, so, well, we're looking for sponsors nah, and, and advertisers. I don't, like, I, this might be like a very like, pessimistic thing to say, but I, I don't think anybody can be like this this rich if you work in Nigeria. Like, if you're... Like, do you mean this rich legitimately? Legitimate, yeah, leg, legitimate. What's that with? I actually don't know. We can Google it mm-hmm. if the network is like, working. It's like thirteen billion, I think. I'm not sure. Look, I mean, like, 
I don't know. I, I don't think you can be like that rich without like having like a monopoly of things. That, you, you, can't can, really, you can't even you be can't that rich. become rich without like having something that everybody you uses. You can't even be that rich and be ni- a nice human being. I, I'm not. sorry. This guy is retiring to read his books now. He's clearly that nice now. Isn't that the same TikTok that they will be complaining that they're racist? 11.1 billion USD. Yeah, How much? 11. 11.1 billion. Yeah. I mean, and like look at night, like, and he's like, Provide sugar, salt, everything. I don't know if it does salt, but like cement for all, like almost all of Nige. So, and like, is, not everybody in Nige can afford it. So, imagine like if about he'd probably be in like. <laughs> so, imagine if, like, how many of us are like so 200 talk- million? So, like, imagine if you got like a dollar from everybody, that's like 200 million a day. If you want to know anything. And that's his plan. And times that's, that's that what by. He's trying to do. You know, so it's crazy now. So, and times that by everything. So, it's very possible. Is it. I mean, no, I mean, he could probably potentially... See, be, are you saying, it is it matter. possible or is it possible legitimately? Leg- like, they didn't steal it. I'm going to didn't steal it now. Okay. Hmm. No, sure. it is... I mean, I don't, no. I don't want to talk about it. That's not the same one they didn't steal it. I don't know. You just got to do your job at Audio Mac, JJ, please. This is all speculative. I know nothing. No, but I can say with my chest, I don't think... No one... All these people that have these insane amounts of wealth, you cannot get it... I'm not gonna say you can't get like you can't get it legitimately, but you're definitely cutting corners. You're definitely being ruthless. Yeah, definitely, you're definitely yeah, yeah. You're definitely doing something, doing yeah, some man. wild stuff something behind the wild, scenes yeah. in like, order to achieve that type of wealth. Like some people will say, some people will argue that Jeff Bezos treats his workers like shit. It's like he pays them oh, lower yeah, I mean, than like. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of documentaries about how like they're like supremely overworked and yeah. how like they even try you, their best. You, you have to, and then so like there's just so many things. That's like, how he's become. That contributes to why he's a trainer. You get Apple, like, they're yeah, raising children to make, the, make your laptop. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so, like, I, I have honestly, a question. I was talking to my cousin one time, and it was like, um, I, I told him I had to be a billionaire, and it was like, you don't need that much money. That's not possible. You don't. Like, it's not possible for you to make that much money and not do anything, like, and not be, and be straight, basically. That's what he was saying. Like, you can't make that much money and be straight, straight. Like, your values are right. You're not doing anything. Who knows? You could become the first billionaire and have those straight values now. Who knows? Who knows? Do what well, you want, man. If that's, not, if that's what you want to achieve, run it. I don't... Honestly, I, I'm, I'm trying to think about see, it. See, let's not say nothing... Just let's do what not makes say you happy, it's man, impossible, but at the same time, like, let's be realistic, to be honest. I have two points I want to make. One is a question, one is a point. Yeah. Even the... even Let's even use our politicians, for example, right? The way they... The way they... The way <laughs> they attain... The way they attain their wealth, right? Some might argue, like, oh, you know, I'm... Atta- I'm you know, I want to make... um. I want my children's 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 grandchildren's children's to be set for life. That's why they're, you know, attaining so much wealth. And you think about it and it's like, I don't buy that. I don't buy that that person is really thinking, maybe a bachasha, maybe during a bachasha, I don't know. But in this day and age, I don't think someone's thinking about, I want the next of my five generations. Because they try to legitimize maybe why they, you know, have all that money. And it's like, oh, I want to, you know, take care of my family. Because, you know, in Nigeria, we have this culture of like, oh, well, not just Nigerians, but, you know, passing on your wealth mm. to the next generation. You are not thinking about the next 10 generations to be having $100 million some people to are. your name. Some people actually are. Fairly like, people that like, like money. Is, is, Abacha, is the youngest generation of Abacha's lineage, are they still rich now? Trust me, they are. <laughs> Trust me. That one is a that fact. long ago now. It was in the 90s now, right? That one is a fact. Like, all these, all these names of people, like, you hear, like, that, um, they have names or uh, names or streets named after them, Nikoi or mm. like Vi or something. They might not exactly even be politicians, but like the, the family comes from money. 
So like, is this? But I heard those people they don't like they don't be having liquid cash. Like old money people, like you may have. I yeah, hear people joke have, about them on Twitter yeah, yeah. that oh like you does have name on the streets, yeah. but you know some some of them actually some of them have still have the cash. Right. So like the one of generational, like you want to pass down like um wealth to like the next generation, like oh, it's possible. Like everybody says, Oh, I, I didn't come from a rich family, but I want a rich family to start for me. You get that kind of thing. But you want to take care of the next ten generations of your family at the expense of the millions of people that are being affected by you stealing money who are alive right now in yeah, this that's present what, generation. That's what, um, people are always saying like, everybody's always looking out for their own. Like nobody's thinking of other people. Everybody's just trying to, you know, grab as much as I as I can. Okay. Um I didn't I wanna ask you a question. If y'all found out that the people that made y'all shoes, uh if they made y'all shoes with child labor, Stop. would you stop wearing it? Ah oh, man, ah oh, man. Like I mean uh, I mean yes. I'd, I'd have to like if Mr. I saw it Mr. but Media I mean, all, no I mean but like at the end of the day now like everybody is kind of like rocking something that's you know made by either child labor or some unscrupulous of... means so right. you know you kind of just have to find your way to balance out your life and like make sure you're doing more rights because you can't control all, everything uh, in this life um, you know but it's tough sure. I'm not going to lie but like oh, this, mean, one, this one I, that, I that they've to, trained him from his to, mother's womb to not to respond to something don't worry I, that is that one is a perfect because you, you can't solve. I mean, you can't solve all the world's problems, but like you should also <laughs> like. I mean, that's facts. I so I should probably donate to an orphanage. If you found out that Converse was, you know, drip using, using is very essential. Eh? Drip. That's what. That's the answer you want to go with. Drip is very essential at the expense of children. Let me finish now. Okay. Uh, let me finish. Oh yeah, land. Very essential. Sorry, but if I realize that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even lending. And then I found out that. <laughs> you see. I'll probably, I'll it's tough have, now. Just, what would you do, what would you do if you found out all your rings now that were so cool were made by like these little children's fingers? I'm going to be honest. I think it's very difficult. you give it away? you give them all away? I think it's a very difficult it's a thing difficult unless like, it's thing. Like, in your face, you know. It's very tough. It's ironic because yesterday I was on, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw this woman produce a thread uh-huh. of how she's trying to divest from as how, uh, how she's trying to divest from fast fashion mm-hmm. into more sustainable shopping mm-hmm. and she was basically saying that you can't like it's impossible for you to never make unethical decisions when it comes to your fashion mm-hmm. but being more intentional mm-hmm. about um mm-hmm. you know what you buy and what you wear yeah. helps that out so she was saying things like first of all you need to know your measurements to the t yeah. so that when you go and try to get um pieces from fashion houses she says like Zero Fashion Nova, Zero, all those uh, people that are trendy every week, new trend, that you X those people and like you go to like maybe smaller, Mm, uh, smaller own, yeah, boutiques, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. smaller uh, independent brands, Mm -hmm. know your exact sizing, be intentional with your shopping. And I thought about like, I'm very intentional with my shopping. I haven't shopped in like, I haven't really shopped shop in like two years. The last time I shopped shop was when I went to the US and I always go to thrift stores. I don't even buy from fast. I've never purchased something from Fashion Nova before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fastest fashion is probably ASOS. So me, I will, I've had this shirt for like definitely over five years. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I just choose five, six years. Yeah, and in Nige, I think it's a bit easier to be to be like that because it's like you know um, we have so many tailors here. And like all that. No, 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 no. Like I mean, like everyone has a tailor. Everyone wears trad. Like it's possible to like you know find your own style here. But we, but we want. use. But people sew stuff a lot mm-hmm. and like to the point where they're trying to meet demand and trend. And how many times do people reuse that stuff that they be sewing when they sew things for Owambe and party and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. That is facts. But I mean, so, like, that's, no, that's, that's fashion. 
I mean, not facts, but I mean, like, babes, it babes, actually. Babes. Guys, yeah, guys, like, guys have, like, black trad. Yeah. We'll rock that every we'll rock time. Every time. Like, if I try to buy a bash, maybe. It actually is girls. Yeah, sorry. Women, women is a fashion problem. Well, when you think about fast fashion, most of the time, you automatically, you know, attribute it to women. Yeah. Men participate too, but definitely... Is, is you know the babies be be a little bit faster than you know, yeah, you know I mean, other other genders. Uh, it's tough like, I mean, you see one dress, Twitter dress. I wrote a Twitter dress. Oh my god, that year, so many Twitter dresses actually. It's crazy. Anyway, Sha, um, I'm not so I don't even know how to like smoothly round that up, but uh, <laughs> I think next fan. Actually, I'm done. I'm out of done? fans. Yeah. Oh, so you don't be out of fans in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Oh, this is a great this is a great way to end this pod. Okay. Um looking at the Nigeria oh, yeah. music industry ten years ago uh-huh. and looking at it now, uh there's obviously been tremendous progress. Like yeah. tremendous progress. Um, where do you see the music industry in the next ten years? And what changes would you like to see? Uh well, I mean, I feel like the like last 10 years really have just been about like artists that have been like really like intentional with like their sound and like their releases their look like their brand image and all that so i feel as if like that's kind of like laid way for like the next generation of artists to be like even more conscious and like more like aware of like the power they have like as a as a brand and of themselves and like i really feel as if like the next few years we're going to have like so many like musical like tech geniuses i feel because they'll just know how to like really utilize like all the platforms to like the best of their ability to like connect to their fans as best as they can so like i just and i just hope that like you know artists in general like do more stuff to like be more out there in a way and like utilize like the opportunity as best as they can once they are or once they have a spotlight shining on them you know so i really hope that like they do more stuff like you know, be it podcasting or like, you know, do things that like feel, make them feel more connected to their fans. And I really feel as if in the next 10 years, like it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting because like it's been like, because the way has been paved by like so many people before us. So like the future is like, it's crazy. Because like when you think about like the unknown and like, you know that like the music keeps getting better and better or to me anyway, hopefully it keeps getting better and better. Like I'm actually like, anticipating what I'm what I'm gonna see next is gonna be something it's gonna be something out of this world. Because I don't feel as if like Afrobeats has peaked to like what it potentially could be. Big know? facts. So like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting next ten years, I feel. Um sorry, do you see Afrobeats as a genre being as big as like Latin music? It all depends on like how it's marketed and how like how many people like keep willing to like see value in it. So I feel as if we're already at that point where we're like a big genre on it of itself because everyone's like on it now. <laughs> and like everyone's trying to even make like Afrobeat music to that extent. Like Beyonce did the album, Justin Timberlake is featured, sorry, Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber featured Burner Boy on his project. Like it's getting there. Like I feel as if we're, we've become like a very recognizable genre. So not just about like taking that momentum and growing with it. So I feel it's only as big as we want it to be and how much the fans want to keep going at it. And like how many artists keep coming out that are just like, influencing the sound so I feel that's really that's really it no it's amazing no man like I said how many artists will come out and I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will soon leave this pod for me it's fine you're just foreshadowing <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, I think for me what I'm about to say mm, 
Um, if you lived in an ideal society with a functioning government that actually gave a damn about its citizens, you really hate the government. Man. Uh, I really, I really, really don't like them. I really, really don't like them. Um, they're the reason why my intro is another fighting this wretched country. Um, I would like to see legislation um for the music industry, uh, being taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like we're making. I mean, I'm not making. I mean, the 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 artists are making mm-hmm. a lot of money. Uh in our industry nowhere near as much as they potentially could make mm-hmm. and I feel like we could make even more money mm-hmm. if there was actual legislation that was really controlling a lot of things like you know lic- the licenses and the royalty systems that are in the west um, they don't function here and assuming they could function here not only would the artists eat the teams behind them will probably eat the people that are you know working with these artists and, and by proxy are associated with these artists will, will indirectly eat <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I would love to see legislation, but then again, I don't want legislation coming from this current wow. crop of government. No, I don't want. No, I mean, I feel as they if can like, keep their hands out of the pot. Yeah, I feel as if like all the publishing houses and people they're really striving towards like you know making more structure within the industry. Like there are a lot of lawyers I know that are out there that are like really trying to represent their artists to like maximize their careers as much as they can. So, right. and I, I feel as if we're getting there. Like the, the industry is getting way more structured. Um, more like more um, international players are coming into the market. So like that that will only lead to. Hopefully, that could only lead to like more structure and at least more like accountability on the on the back end of things. So like we actually know who is producing the music and where it's coming from. So I feel I feel it's it's going to get there. And like you know, like Rome wasn't built in a day, but like I have hope that like great things are coming. As know? a gatekeeper, you so, have hope. Me, screw I'm the government. Not gatekeeper, man. I'm just screw uh, the government. Just a common dude. Um. <laughs> so last but not least, I'm to move this music. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, I did every episode we end the pod by allowing the guests to put us onto a song hmm, that they want us exactly that they oh. want us to discover. Wow. Wow. No so I know it's a very daunting no pressure, task. No pressure. But I believe you're up to the challenge. No pressure. The no only rule pressure. is please don't go and give us music from one signed artist where they'll come and copyright <laughs> this podcast. Isn't everyone signed these days, practically. Yes, let the one that is signing will not allow them to strike the podcast down. Thank you. Uh well I've been listening to um do you know this artist called Pray like yes like Afro Soul she's really good she actually she's dropped something. a single today but you're gonna listen to this day this thing seven days later so in oh, the yeah, past yeah, she's pretty good is it the, is it the single she dropped today yeah yeah yeah, yeah. come that's, on that's put her on good. that's pretty good it's called the single is called Peace of Mind she just like a nice little like music video with that that that's something that caught my eye that I I really enjoyed Pray. There are quite a few artists that are doing so many amazing things now. So yeah. It's, it's crazy to yeah. pick one. I this just, one I, actually saw... Huh? Erase something. Who? Erase Who's that? I guess we talk some posted Eri- today. Erase I know. Erase We talk some posted it today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just listened to like one song. Mm-hmm. Like, Did you know we talk sounds before the Lapo came here? No, no. Look at how I'm those putting guys, people guys, on. Guys really, Look at how are. I'm putting people on. <laughs> no, those guys are really pushing. Those guys are really pushing. Right? What? Shout really out like We Talk, talk Sound. Like 49th Street. Shout those out 49th Street. Those guys are really about it. Like Hamatan Rain. Those guys are... Yeah, I know Hamatan Rain. And they're doing the Lord's work. And those guys are really like... They're doing there, the Lord's like, work. Really, like those are... That, that's part of it, you know. Like that's really all... That's really just all part of it. Just like having the right like journalism around like the music because that's how the music also like lives forever too. This guy, you don't like this mic. Sorry, you don't no, like no. This first podcast. I'll be better next no, time. No, no, you're, you trying, you're, trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying. Um, I day AAA from Audio Mac. Um, I love the way that joint rolls off my tongue. Hello. Thank you for indulging us today. Thank, thank you, you guys. For thank you guys sm- for having me, man. No, thank you for Keep smoking, our Gary. Thank you for smoking, Yellow Gary. Yeah. Um, 
I'll let you get back to the office now. Thank Go you. Go work on Thank the releases. You. Thank you. Artists, please don't uh, disturb his inbox. I mean, disturb it. No, you disturb it. Disturb it. Give me. Let me hear something cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, please respond. It. Don't come and say hit you up and then. I, I, do, I do respond. I try my best. Hmm. I try my best. No watch. Um, if you hear my voice, you have now listened to the Jess Finesse Presents podcast. Um, stay alive, people. That's that's all I'm gonna say. And uh, we are out. Thank you. Love